0: Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God this morning? Ah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and I, I hope uh, the few things that I've said have made you to settle, to relax, and, and to listen to the word of God. And, um, and I'll say this as I go on, and thank you for uh, the people who are anchoring here, giving uh, uh, um, uh, the Titan offering. Actually, they said all the things that I wanted to say. Okay, we can close now and, and go home. Okay. But the Lord works in, in wonderful ways because it is his work. You know, he gives everybody the right thing to say at the right time. All right. So this morning, I want to talk about training the powers of discernment. Okay. And by the way, I took these words exactly as they are from the Bible. Because sometimes, you know, I've said to my wife many times, we, 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 sometimes we're invited to go and preach at other, other places, and you find people who want to complicate the gospel, you know? And they want to sound very wise and uh, deep, you know? And then they use all these fancy words that, sometimes, most of them you never even hear or find them in the Bible, okay? And, okay, I'm just saying, this one, I got it directly from the Bible, from the ESV version, okay? Uh, Training the powers of discernment. And this is from Hebrews chapter 5, uh, verse 14. I just want to talk a little bit about uh, this question of, of, of training. You know, if you want to be good in anything you have to spend, you have to invest time in training to become that you you want to become. If you find a good doctor, he didn't wake up one morning and became a good doctor. That person spends a lot of time reading, researching, talking to other people, trying this, trying the other, until they become the better people that they are in, in their particular professions. If you have a good sporting activity or code, and you've got a, a team which is very good, they also didn't wake up one morning, they had to go through rigorous training for them to arrive where they are supposed to be. And those of us who do long distance running, uh, you can't wake up one morning and go and run the com race okay? You have to train weeks and weeks and weeks, and you have to wake up in the morning. You have to, to run in the rain. You have to run in the cold, because you want to become better at what you are doing. So, in the church, often, people want to be mature by doing nothing, okay? Okay? You want to sing two songs, you know, three songs, and then now you are the preacher, then you're even called prophet or even apostle, okay, for doing nothing. And, you know, we discussed this thing with Angel Natala many times when we run, and we we, we train, we we prepare ourselves for for a race, that there's no magic. The only thing that we need to do is exactly what we're doing. We are going to run comrade. We must run 30 kilometers every weekend. We must run 42 kilometers. We must run 50 kilometers. There's no, there's no magic. And, and you can't say, you can't have wishful thinking and say, you know me, I've got whatever, uh, I'm registering for comrades. They will ask you, did you which marathon did you qualify with? Before? Because you need to qualify. Now, I want to say, in order for us to have powers of discernment, remember discernment just means to be able to differentiate between. And, you know, something very, very interesting about discernment is when you have to learn to discern, we don't teach you the wrong thing. You know, like at the bank, they don't teach the tellers uh, the wrong notes. They teach you the correct one. And when you know the correct note, you can then know if you see the wrong one. Okay. And that's why here in church, we don't have to spend the whole day trying to tell you, don't do this, don't do that, that is bad. We need to tell you, need to know what is good. And then when evil comes, you'll be able to know that this is actually evil. Okay. So, and I'm saying, for us to be able to have these powers of discernment, we have to train them. We have to train them. And you know what? Don't, you know, the Bible talks about this. Don't compare yourself to other people. Okay. You must compare yourself to yourself. All right. If, for example... Uh, last year, you were offended if you had some, if you heard that somebody said something bad about you. Okay, last year, isn't it? And you are still offended by the same thing this year. It means you have not made any progress. Is, is that correct? So, for us to be able to mature in Christ, we are going to have to make progress. You know, this thing, now. Nah, it's me, you know, this is how I am, and that kind of a thing, it means that you are not moving. That's basically what it means. All right, and then, uh, um, okay, it's all right. Let's, let's, let's look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. Okay. Uh, it says, and uh, this is the scripture which uh, I'll, I'll anchor my uh, preaching on uh, this morning. I mean, whatever we're going to read will, 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 will be related to this and will help us to, to, to better understand this. And then in the ESV, that's why it talks about uh, uh, training. Uh, uh, and I'm reading here in the NIV. It says, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Solid food is for the mature. And how, how do they become mature? By constant use, they have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. The Bible says a good man from the good in his heart produces good works. And the bad or the evil person from the evil heart produces evil works. And there's no (laughs) drat stanner, you know, there's no, you can't can't be in the middle. Uh, Yeah, it's either you are a good man or you are an evil man. You are a good woman or you are an evil woman. Okay, evil woman sounds uh, more... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's just, just it's, it's a bit different from evil men. <laughs> I think it's, uh, okay. So, they, by constant use, they train themselves to distinguish good from evil. Okay, and which means in the long run, they become good men. In the long run, they become good women. And even if they, they were born bad because of the power of the cross, they can become good. And I don't know, you know, there's some people who are just bad people. You, 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 do, you know what, what I'm talking about? Yeah, and the people who are just good people. You know, and, and I hope all of us want to become good people. Okay, now let's look at what the scriptures teach. When we read in Ephesians chapter 4, we are talking about the equipping of the saints. And remember, at the end of the day, what God wants is for every one of us to be mature and for the church to be mature. right, And remember, you can't have a mature church which consists of immature people. If we're going to have a strong, mature church, we're going to have strong, mature individuals. And that is the aim of of God at the end of the day. And in Ephesians chapter 4, when you read from verse 11, the Bible says, and it was he, referring to Christ, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. And, and, and this thing is very important for all of us to understand this. If I'm a teacher, I'm a pastor, I'm a prophet, it is not my own talent or gift or something that i've brought upon myself it is because christ has given it to me so and every one of us here christ has given you something and and that's why in the church there's nobody who is better than anybody you know the fact that i'm standing here doesn't make me any better than anybody or better than you, or the fact that you, you, you do, whatever the case may be, doesn't make you better than... The, and that's what the, the Bible talks about, us as being parts of the body. Where it says, I mean, can the eye say, no, no, me, I'm better than the hand. Or the foot says, no, me, I'm better than the, than the stomach. All the body parts, they need one another. Okay. And he says the reason why God has given this... Uh, some to be apostles and teachers and prophets and so on. He says the purpose is to equip the saints for the work of ministry and to build up the body of Christ. So God gives us whatever gifts, talents, and abilities for his sake and for the sake of his church. And sometimes the problem that we have is, and Midelo mentioned this, Sometimes we, we misunderstand God's gifts and talents. You, you know, I, when, when I, I, I'm a teacher or a prophet, or, you know, it, it is for my own self-importance. You know? And, and then if, I, if I, I, I preach and so on and, and nobody comes to congratulate me and tell me, oh, that was a, a good someone, and I feel offended, I feel small. And it's because I'm, missing the, I'm, I'm just missing the point. I am just a messenger. I'm just a vessel. It is God at the end of the day who is supreme. And God gives this for the edification of the church. And that's why whatever we do at any given time in relation to the church, it must be for the edification of the church. It can be for my own good or for uh, me to, to, to benefit from that. It says it's to keep the saints for, for works of ministry and to build up the body of Christ. And, you know, it's, okay, um, let, let me just say this quickly. You see, there's a difference between the work of the denomination and the work of God or the work of ministry. You see, I can have a position in a denomination and not necessarily benefit the ministry or the work of God. And often than not, we are not offended by the work of God, we are offended by the work of the denomination. And, and, and it's very important because we, 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 are, we are not here to serve a denomination, we are here to serve God. And whatever we do must be about the work of God. We must never cause the work of God to suffer for any other reason, including denominational reasons. I think I need a much bigger amen there. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, and, it, and, then, and then it says now, it says is for the equipping of the saints, and it says until we, we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, as we may mature to the full measure of the stature of Christ. So the reason why God has given this, these gifts, is so that we as individuals may become mature and that the church will become mature. And it says in verse 14, then we will no longer be infants. Because isn't it the, the opposite of a mature person uh, is, is an infant? Okay. And do you know infants? Okay. So that, and it says, you know, the the, the impression that you get here is that we were were infants, but we must no longer be infants, okay? And remember, this is the problem with infants. I mean, this is what uh, uh, Paul says here. We must not be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and the cunning. And craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. You know, um, and you know, and this thing really, you know, yeah, it just it worries me. Okay, I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, honestly, I'm speaking from my heart. You know, sometimes we work with people, you know, and we think these people are mature; they understand the gospel and so on. And then one day you hear, oh, Mukwana has joined that cult, or whatever. He's following that thing, and we are surprised, but, honey, what was the... what, what? <laughs> I mean, we were under the impression that this person is mature, you know, they understand the gospel, they are rooted in the gospel. Okay, but now, you have got this, these waves, and um, and these people are tossed back and forth, you know, this confusion. okay, and he says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of Him who is the head, and that is Christ. All right, uh, I'm going to skip. Uh, uh, I mean, you'll you'll read you you. I mean, I've I've said that that is Ephesians chapter four, isn't it? Yeah. So you'll you'll read that. Uh, let's go uh, to the next slide. I just want to read verse eighteen, uh, which says. Um, Verse 17 says, uh, So let let this, so I tell you this and I insist in it that, in the Lord, that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and are separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and due to the hardening of their hearts. So, ignorance is very dangerous, especially. In our case, the ignorance of the Word of God. And also, you know, something that all of us must be very careful about is that our hearts could be hardened. And if your heart is hardened, we we have a serious problem because the Word of God cannot penetrate a hardened heart. And a hardened heart doesn't help you, the person who has a hardened heart. So we need to be careful about that. All right. Now, I'm, I'm moving to another aspect that I just want to talk about here. That... When we receive the weight, the weight can also be choked. It can be choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. Now, when you read in Luke chapter 8, I'm, I'm not going to read, I mean, I'm just going to tell you the story uh, uh, because of time. You know that Christ uh, gave this particular parable um, where he said a, went, a farmer went out to sow the seed, ne? It doesn't say seeds, if, if you read there. The sower went out to sow the seed. All right? And some of the seed, the seed fell on four different types of grounds. You remember that? Some seed fell on the, on the path. Remember that? On the path. Okay, remember the path? You know, it's where people walk. You know, that place is, is you, you, if you put anything there, it can't go down. You know, it's hardened. And, and this is the problem of, of of the, a hardened heart, okay? Because if you have a hardened heart, there's, there's no seed which can grow there, okay? And then the other one fell on the, uh, uh, my Sunday school class now is giving, is disappointing me now.
1: <laughs>
0: the other one fell on the rocky ground. You remember that? Rocky ground. And the other one fell among the thorns and the last one fell on good ground. These are the four uh, places where the seed fell. And something very interesting, and which is also sometimes often true, when we preach, remember, we're, we, if we, we preach the word of God, isn't it? So the word of God will either fall on uh, the, the path, or it will fall on rocky ground, or it will fall on among the thorns, or it will fall on good ground okay all right i'm just going to skip some of these things because i i mean i've i've, I've told you this the, the story there uh, uh so how, how how are you going to know where i am now okay let, let 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 me just go with you one step at a time okay we go to the next slide okay are we are we there okay and then we go to the next one okay, and then i want to go to the one uh, where it's uh uh verse, verse fourteen all right and then um Okay, just, 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 there's something which I just want to say uh, quickly here. All right, let's look at verse 10. I just want to talk about verse 10 quickly because there's something very interesting that uh, uh, I want to say there, which Christ says. Okay, in verse 10, uh, the disciples come to, to Jesus and they, 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 they ask him, they ask him, what does the parable mean? Because Jesus gave a parable. So the disciples, they didn't understand what, what, what that meant. So they asked him, what does it mean? Jesus says to them, in verse 10, he says, the, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. Okay? But to others, I speak in parables. So that those, so that those seeing, they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. Okay, and I I just want to make you, I mean, uh, me and you, let's just make a very interesting observation, all right? Sometimes what we try to do, sometimes when we preach, we want to give parables. You understand what I'm saying? We want to come, I want to come here and give you more parables. I want to give you more stories. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. The stories and the parables are not for, for you. Okay, because to you, you know, uh, the, 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 the secrets of the kingdom have, have been revealed to you. But to others, I speak to them through parables. I don't know if you, you hear what, what, what I'm saying. We don't need more parables, we who are born again, because the, the secrets of the kingdom have been given to us. Okay, so it's all right. I just wanted to make that comment. Let's, let's uh, move to verse 14. Let's go to verse 14. Uh, all right, now, let's quickly talk about Jesus tells his disciples what, what the parable means. He says, the, the, the first ground, uh, the path, he says, these are the people who hear the word, and he says, the devil comes and he steals the word. Okay? And then, and the word doesn't benefit them. And he says, the ones on the rock, on the, on the rocky place, they are the ones who hear the word and they accept it with enthusiasm. But because they've they, they been, placed, the, the seed is on the rocks, I mean, it can't go down. Okay? It goes down a little bit. When the sun comes up, uh, then the, the seed dies. And he says, these are the people who accept the word, but when there is trouble because of the word, they fall away. Okay? And then. Uh, You have the one that falls among the thorns, right? And the seed which falls among the thorns worries me very much. Because these are are people who are in church, these are the people in church, okay? But they are unfruitful because the thorns compete with the seed and the thorns always win. I don't know, those of you who are, who are gardeners, you know? The weeds, they grow so easily than your flowers, <laughs> whatever you are planting there. I don't know, those who are gardening, I mean, if you do gardening, the seeds are so troublesome. You know, they choke the seed. And the Bible says, uh, this, this. Uh, okay, I'm reading verse 14. I'm reading verse 14. It says, the, the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by lives, worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. And, and unfortunately, I'm saying the problem with this, these are, people, these are the people in, in church. These people are in church, these ones. Okay. All right, and then I say, verse 15, but the seed on good soil stands for those with noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and persevere to produce a crop. And in uh, James chapter 1, the Bible says, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that this testing of your faith produces perseverance. This one's they persevere and they produce a crop. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So this is how you train your powers of discernment. You persevere. And, and these ones who persevere, they, they're not worried when they hear that somebody has said something bad about them. Or somebody doesn't like them. Because, and, and, and James says, consider it pure joy when you go through trials. Because this will lead to, to maturity. And And you see what what I said. You see, this thing about maturity is it's not not magic. You have to go through these things to be trained to become stronger until you become mature. And then, when I mean, can you imagine if we have a a mature church (laughs) consisting of of mature individuals, we, we will not have gossip in the church. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because if somebody comes to me to gossip about Siba, I'm saying, "By the way, are you aware that Siba is my brother? That is, he's a member of my body. That I'm a part; he's another part, and that if he hates, if he's hating, I'm also hating." Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. And then uh, in First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20, Paul says, "Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children." Don't be infants. It says in regard to evil, and this is very interesting, the interesting contrast. Stop thinking like children. But in regard to evil, be infants. <laughs> but in your thinking, be adults. Grow up. Mature. You know. And you know the Bible talks about being childlike and not childish. And then in, first, in Colossians chapter 4, verse 12, Paul told, tells the church in, in um, Colossians, he says to them, in Colossians, he says to them, uh, he, talks, he tells them about uh, this brother, Epaphras, and he says, you know that he's one of you, and he's a servant of Christ Jesus, and he sends his greetings. He says, Epaphras is always wrestling in prayer for you. That you may stand firm in and all the will of God, mature and fully assured. That's what Paphras is doing, praying for this church so that uh, they can be mature. Uh, okay, the, 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 the next slide. Okay, I'm concluding now. Uh, Hebrews chapter 14, I mean, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 to 14 says, we have much to say to you about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. And he says, Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted. With the teaching about righteousness. And he finishes by saying, but solid food is for the mature who, by constant use, have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. This worship team may may come forward. And like we said, there's no magic. You're going to become mature through training. And I want to say, all of us, whatever you're going through now, if you understand it in the context of the word of God, it is your training ground. It is, is, you know, the Bible talks about this. Whatever temptation or trial comes to you, never comes to destroy you, but it comes to build you so that you can be mature and be stronger. Amen.